الحمد لله الحمد لله وكفى والصلاه والسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى اما بعد فاعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم واتقوا الله الذي تساءلون به والارham وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم الرحم معلقه من العرش تقول من وصلني وصله الله ومن قطعني قطعه الله او كما قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم most respected students of deen brothers and sisters we are in this very mubarak time and very close to the very mubarak occasion of the 15th of shaaban the 15th of shaaban will come whether we are around we don't know but that will come and the great blessings of that mubarak night will be showered many a times these great occasions come along and we had no mental preparation for it we were not focused for it as a result it comes and goes and we don't benefit from it the way we should at the 11th hour we begin to start taking note that well tomorrow is the big day or the big night and then by that time we got caught up in so many things that that moment went especially when it is just one day one night that comes in this manner <clears throat> so in any case this mubarak day would come in a very short time this mubarak night the 15th night of shaaban regarding which many many virtues have been mentioned in the ahadith of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam in this zamana in this time and age that we are living in there are many things that keep happening new things that come up and among the new things there are some who wish to totally reject the auspicious occasions such as the 15th night of shaaban and some other auspicious occasions as well and many things which are established from shariat from sunnah they wish to just reject it and call it bid'at nawzubillah so this is a very dangerous trend that is setting in and many people get caught up in this and among those things which some people try to reject those who do not subscribe to the taqlid of the imams of the four imams they have bold claims that they follow the quran and sunnah only but that's just a claim they in reality in many many things don't know what they following or they following their own nafs the claim is to follow the quran and sunnah but they are in such a confusion that they don't really know what they following so this is something that we need to be very cautious about very careful about the path that we are following has been walked on by thousands of people hundreds of thousands millions of people maybe over the centuries and they walked in the path of the guidance 
of the great Aimma Mujtahideen, the Imams of Fiqh, Imam Abu Hanifa Rahmatullah, Imam Malik Rahmatullah, Imam Shafi Rahmatullah, Imam Ahmad bin Hanbal Rahmatullah, and they've safely crossed through, they've moved on, they conducted their lives very well in a correct manner, and they moved on. It's a safe and sound path that thousands and thousands of people have moved on with. Now, these new ideas and confusions that are being created and people get very sometimes excited with new things they want to do something that is new they want to do something that is very exciting but that excitement is sometimes very dangerous and that new path you don't know where it's ending up it's looking new but sometimes it's finishing off at a dead end it might finish off at a cliff where a person can fall off so therefore we keep to what is established and what is safe and sound. So in any case, among the things people reject, unfortunately, to their detriment, they reject the virtues of the 15th night of Shaban and say, well, this is not established from Hadith Sharif. Whereas this is clearly established from many Ahadith and though those Ahadith may not be of the highest category of, as we know as the Sahih Hadith, but it is not of the category that can be rejected and there's so many different ahadith all these put together become very strong and as a result these virtues are fully established and we should not deprive ourselves of the virtues of this great night so in any case the 15th night of Shaban in the ahadith there are many virtues which we will hear about inshallah our muallimas will discuss these things with us and explain to us the virtues of the 15th night of Shaban so I'm not going to go into those details but among those virtues is that Allah Ta'ala showers down His Rahmat and forgiveness on countless souls numerous but despite these countless souls being forgiven on such a night in other words this is such a great night that it is like almost like general amnesty so can we imagine how great this occasion is that people who were now condemned for Jahannam because of their actions are getting forgiven what a tremendous thing we cannot imagine what a tremendous thing so who would not want to be part of those who are included in this group everybody wants to be there everybody wants to be forgiven because that forgiveness of the Akhirat is we can't imagine what a great ni'mat it is that a person gets safely to Jannat without having to go via any azab, any punishment. That punishment of Jahannam, we don't want to try and even chance it for one second, one millisecond, it's too much, for one fraction of a second. It's unimaginable. Allah Ta'ala protect us and save us. One fraction of a second is too much. We want to go straight and safely through to Jannat Allah Ta'ala is giving us these opportunities to gain our forgiveness but yet some people are deprived of the forgiveness of this night now what a serious thing this is if somebody has got their some function they are getting married or whatever not that these things need to be any elaborate functions we are just taking this as an example so somebody is getting married and this is what happens unfortunately on a general note that if somebody did not get invited but he is now a close family member 
or an extended family member for that matter, or is some friend of the person in some way, or she is somebody who is, was our classmate for that matter, or somebody who studied in our time in the madrasa, whoever it might be, we had some association with that person, that person is getting married now, and we did not get invited for that nikah or for that walima. So while that nikah should be a very very simple affair, there should no, be no frills and fancies about it. And if somebody didn't get invited to that nikah, there's no big deal. And in fact, even for that walima, though the walima there is leeway to have more people, etc. But it's no big deal if somebody didn't get invited. It's the prerogative of the person inviting. But in any case, if we didn't get invited, how do we feel about it? Do we feel very comfortable? We feel very fine about it? Or we start making an issue about it? If we can't make an issue with the person directly, we'll make it indirectly. Then after a few days, we will meet the person, we'll say, well, I heard about it, I got the message that you were getting married. Nevertheless, I gave you dua. Fine, I didn't need that one plate of food, so it wasn't not a problem, don't worry. Uh, you didn't invite me, that's not a problem. We're saying it's not a problem because it's a problem. If it was not a problem, we won't even say it's not a problem. Because he didn't raise it, why are we raising it? Why are we saying that, no, it's not a problem, don't worry. Because we worried. And it is a problem for us. So if somebody did not invite us to their wedding, we take offense. To their walima, we take offense. And small, small, some issues, the person didn't include us in it, and the person was somewhat close, we take offense. In fact, people take offense at small, small things nowadays. So we feel very deprived, we feel left out for these small, small things. For that one plate of food, we felt left out. For that excitement a little bit there, we felt left out. And we feel offended, we feel hurt, we feel disappointed. So these are the emotions that go to us for these trivial things. And here Allah Ta'ala is inviting that come take my maghfirat, take my forgiveness. But despite this invitation from Allah Ta'ala, we sometimes deprive ourselves. We say, no, we not coming. One is, we want to be in everybody's function, we want to be in everybody's invitation, and if somebody left us out, we feel offended. And here, if Allah Ta'ala is inviting us and we don't go, how deprived we are. But then if we look at it from the other side, Allah Ta'ala is saying that, look, if this particular issue pertains to you, then you are not invited. So what a tremendous loss it would be that Allah Ta'ala does not invite us. Then that's the end of everything. If we get deprived of the maghfirat of Allah Ta'ala eventually and we leave this dunya in this manner that we are deprived of the maghfirat of Allah Ta'ala, then we've lost everything. Yes, as long as there's life, there's hope that we can make amends we can make sincere tawbah, we can come back to Allah Ta'ala and sort out whatever the barriers were. But what a terrible loss that we missed out on an opportunity to gain the forgiveness of Allah Ta'ala. So that is what we need to start focusing from now. There's still two weeks left before the 15th night of Shaban comes. From now we need to start focusing and checking within our hearts and reflecting and looking deep down within ourselves, that in any way are we perhaps in that list of people who are not invited, 
If so, then we need to quickly sort our issues out so that we can also be invited. Otherwise, what a terrible loss. What a deprivation. So if somebody didn't invite us, we try to get ourselves invited. In some indirect way, somehow, somewhere. Yeah, Allah Ta'ala is showering down His Rahmat and blessings, His Maghfirat and His forgiveness. And we are not interested in being invited, Na'uzubillah. That is a very serious matter. So we need to now reflect that which list are we in? Are we under the list of those who are invited? Or perhaps are we depriving ourselves? So who is deprived? Who is on the list of those who are not invited? In the Hadith Sharif, there are several categories of people that are mentioned who are deprived of the blessings of this night. So to say that they are not invited because of their issues that they have, they are not invited. Now, this is a very major loss. Who are these issues? Who are these people? So, we are just going to deal with a few categories now. And this is what we need to reflect on, reflect on very deeply, very seriously for the way forward. One of the categories that is mentioned in the Hadith Sharif is those who are disobedient to their parents. Those who are disobedient to their parents in permissible matters. This is such a major problem, such a serious issue that a person who is disobedient to his or her parents on the 15th night of Shaban, they are deprived of the mercy of Allah Ta'ala, of the forgiveness of Allah Ta'ala. Now this is something that we need to look down within ourselves. Our parents do so much for us. They sacrifice so much for us. And there is no way that we can ever repay our parents. Regardless of whatever the issues may be. But it is impossible that we can repay our parents. And we can uh, fulfill their rights to a point where there is nothing left to now do. Never. That will never happen. Our whole life till our last breath we will be indebted to them. And we have to recognize this reality. We have to bear this in mind. And we have to conduct ourselves in a way that fulfills what we are supposed to do. Parents are human. They can err. They will err also. But we will be responsible for what we do. They will be responsible in the court of Allah Ta'ala for what they do. Our responsibility is that we are obedient to them in all permissible matters. We are seeking their pleasure in all permissible matters. What they do, if they misunderstand something about us, they overstep the mark in how they treat us, they do something which is not correct, we are going to have to make sabr upon that and we are going to have to still serve them, respect them, honor them, be kind and compassionate to them, make dua for them, we could have to do all this. Until our last breath, we're going to have to do this. And after, if they have gone before us, after they've gone also, we're going to have to keep making dua for them. So this is a very, very important aspect and every other day, there's an issue of some parent crying about their child, somebody's, how he's carrying on, what he's doing, how she is continuing with her manner that she just doesn't bother about what the mother says mother is trying to get her to become more responsible 
teach her some things, become more uh, responsible in the home, learn how to take care of the home, but she is just not interested. People are back chatting their mothers, back chatting their fathers, and all kinds of things are happening which are very, very dangerous for our future. That disrespect is not a small thing. It's a very, very serious thing. And that respect, that adab, that khidmat is also a very great thing on the positive end. Just yesterday, yesterday one person happened to come to meet with regards to some work of his and then in the process he was mentioning something uh, very briefly just to get to the crux of it his grandfather his grandfather was very ill uh, he was living in a different city the grandfather was in Durban and he used to come for a period of time in the last few months of the grandfather's life five, six months, he would come almost daily and tap in for a few minutes and now he's got so much of work of his to do but he would come, spend some time just to cheer the grandfather up in some way, etc. Now he is talking about that only later he realized that there was so much of barakat in the time when this was ongoing. When he would come, sit down with his grandfather and spend some time with him and the grandfather would be so happy about it he would be showering du'as on him and he just well took it for granted well fine alhamdulillah is a good thing but meaning didn't think more than that about it after the person passed away the grandfather passed away now he is reflecting now this happened many years back and he is reflecting that that work which he used to accomplish in those days when he would go take the time to go and sit by his grandfather for that 10 minutes, 15 minutes sometimes, take his du'as, make him feel comfortable, make him feel happy. And then he would go on to do his work and there was so much of running around that he had to do. But he says that all that running around, I would do so much in that one day, which now and thereafter, after that time passed, he says, I couldn't even, I can't even achieve one tenth of that in a day, which I used to do that time. And he then explained how much he used to manage to do in that time, what kind of difficult tasks and time-consuming things used to get done so easily and so quickly. And he used to be traveling from a distance and coming here, he would not even realize how quickly he traversed that distance with a fully laden truck and all the things he was explaining. Now that the time has passed, he's looking back and he's reflecting and he's thinking. And he is now realizing and he's saying, that I can only attribute it to my grandfather's du'as. At that time when I used to go visit him, he used to get so happy, those du'as used to come from his heart. Especially an old person, there's nobody sometimes to even ask that person, how are you feeling? People just carry on with their lives. That person now must just carry on with his life or her life. That old grandmother in that home, that old grandfather in that home, there's nobody to even sometimes uh, give them some time. Maybe they'll just take care of their needs. But somebody to shower some love and some attention to them, somebody to shower some affection up. That's what they need more than anything else, more than the khidmat, more than the material benefits. They don't need those things at that time as much as they need some love. They need somebody to show them love. That love somebody says, that, no, it's there in my heart. It's fine, it's there in the heart. But they need to be shown that love at that time. They need to be given that, that some extra time, that affection. 
That's something to cheer them up. Somebody is sitting with them and saying something, talking to them in a way that makes them feel cheered, makes them feel happy. That is what they're looking for. And that is what they're craving for at that stage of their lives. But at that time, everybody is so busy in their own things that they see to their needs. Fine, if they need anything, it's taken care of. But there's no time anybody's got to show them some love, some affection, give them some dedicated time, even if it's a 10-15 minutes dedicated time in the day. So as a result, they are so heartbroken, they are so down sometimes. And now when there is somebody giving them that, their hearts, there's nothing for them to now show off to anybody, any pretenses. Their hearts are now so empty of all these other sideline issues. It's clean and pure of all that. So now those du'as that come out from the depth of their hearts, there's no price to that du'a. That du'a is priceless. And that du'a, one cannot imagine what it does for one. So this person now is talking about, he's saying that I can only attribute all that barakat in the time and in the work and in, and in that business there was so much of good that was coming out of it at that time. He says later on we couldn't get even 10, 10% of that work done in that amount of time. I only attributed, he says, to my grandfather's du'as that every time I came he got so happy and he just showed du'as. It was only those du'as. We don't see it happening. We can't. There isn't that kind of situation where the button got pressed here, the light came on, we realize, okay, this button brings this light. We don't see it like that. But it is happening. These are the buttons. This button of khidmat. This button of taking the du'as of the elders. This button of taking their du'as by making them feel happy, by making them feel comfortable. Bringing out that one is to ask for du'as. We must keep asking also. But the asking du'a and the dua that we take from the depths of somebody's heart without even asking by means of how we make the person happy there's a world of difference between these two duas that dua which we took from somebody's heart without even asking but how we treated the person how we made the person happy obviously all within the limits of shariat and that dua just flowed out of the person's heart there is no price for that dua that dua really takes a person way ahead in life. Now, coming back to the topic that we were discussing, that on the 15th of Shaban, such a person becomes deprived of this great rahmat and blessing of Allah Ta'ala, the person who is disobedient to his parents. We cannot take a chance in this regard. We have to be very cautious. And as long as it's within the limits of Shariat, then we do what pleases them. And we stay away from what displeases them. And this is what we have to carry on with. And if something, they want us to do something which is not going to be possible to do, it might not be something haram, but it's going to be creating a major difficulty for us, then in a very diplomatic way, we're going to have to avoid it. In a very diplomatic way, without crossing the line of respect in any way, without doing anything that will hurt them, but in a diplomatic way, we're going to have to then avoid it without making a scene about anything, without hurting them, we're going to have to then juggle past it. So, this is that occasion now, we need to start reflecting, need to look within our lives, what is our position, how are we conducting ourselves, are we really wanting this great gift and bounty of being invited, obviously the way of expressing it, of being invited by Allah Ta'ala. By the, for his maghfirat, for his rahmat or are we saying, na'uzubillah I don't really require this invitation 
I don't really require this maghfirat na'uzubillah. Nobody will say it in those words. But the careless way in which we deal with these issues, it is as if we are not really wanting that maghfirat. Allah Ta'ala protect us and save us. Then included in the categories of people who are deprived of this invitation. They are not invited, so to say, in inverted commas. People who are not invited and are not going to receive the maghfirat of Allah Ta'ala. Among them are those who cut ties from their family, family relationships. They now are not on talking terms with somebody or they are now just totally ignoring someone or whatever the case is and they are cutting ties of relationship. Maintaining family ties, this is something that we have spoken on many occasions. This is a very, very important teaching of deen and there's great blessings and rewards for those who maintain this family ties and great warnings for those who cut off the family ties. Among those warnings is this that we are discussing such a person becomes deprived of the maghfirat of Allah Ta'ala on such a night. Now we need to check within ourselves again is this applicable to me? Have I cut ties from anybody? Am I now going about things in a way that I'm going to deprive myself from the invitation of this Mubarak night, invitation of Allah Ta'ala on this Mubarak night, then I need to look, what am I, where am I heading to? Sometimes those small trivial things, what benefit is going to be there in clinging to that? We need to move on, we need to ignore and overlook small small petty issues and move on. And sometimes big issues also, we need to digest it and move on. If there is nothing to recover out of it, there is no monetary claim involved. Somebody now said something, somebody did something, somebody whatever. We need to now, we are human, we get hurt, we get affected, we are human. We are not made of steel, we are not made of stone. But we need to then move on. Time has passed, three days have passed, three months have passed. Now we can't be sitting in the same spot. We need to move on. We need to clear our hearts for our own benefit. For our own benefit, clear our hearts, forgive and move on. There is a very, very deep aspect that is being taught to us in all these things. That how important it is to maintain relationships. These relationships are not, by the way, whether it is our parents, our siblings, our extended family members, for that matter even our neighbors, our teachers, the muallimas that have taught us, our classmates, our colleagues, these are all relationships. And there is tremendous emphasis on maintaining these relationships. Obviously the highest importance of family ties, that is starting off with parents and then immediate family and then extended family, that is of the first category and that deserves the highest importance. So we need to be conscious of this, we need to bear in mind that we also want the forgiveness of Allah Ta'ala, we want to be accepted by Allah Ta'ala, so we forgive and forget, Allah Ta'ala will forgive us also. Allah will overlook our faults. We need to keep the ship sailing. Because the destination is what is of the importance and the destination is to get safely to Akhirat. 
and to earn the pleasure of Allah Ta'ala. That is the destination. To get safely to Jannah, earn the pleasure of Allah Ta'ala. So for that, there will be some sacrifices to be made, some emotional sacrifices. We overlook these things and move on. And we don't dwell upon it. We are human. Sometimes it will come to mind. It might just affect us for a moment. We then pass it and move on. We don't dwell on it. We carry on with life. We carry on with trying to earn the pleasure of Allah Ta'ala. And when on the day of Qiyamah we will see the reward for that sabr that was made, for having cleared our hearts, for having mended the relationships, for having maintained those family ties, on the day of Qiyamah when we will see the reward, then we will realize what a tremendous thing we have achieved. And let alone the day of Qiyamah, that barakat comes in dunya as well, but in a way that we cannot always fathom that this barakat came as a result of that sacrifice we made, that emotional sacrifice we made, that sabr we made. So this is also something to now make the effort to mend the ties. If we have broken ties somewhere, we mend the ties. We go ahead. We make that call. We pass on that message from now. Don't wait for the 15th of Shaban. We don't even know whether we will live till then. But we make the effort from now and we will see the tremendous benefit that will come to us. And then very quickly, the third among the many other aspects that are mentioned, the third person that is deprived of the virtues of this night, of the blessings and the maghfirat of Allah Ta'ala, Nabi Sallallahu describes it as al-mushahin, the person who harbors malice, harbors malice in his heart for others. Now what is the meaning of this malice? Sometimes people get confused. What is some hurt? Somebody did something to us, said something, and we feel hurt about it. We are human. We'll get hurt. Being hurt is something that is not in our control also. If a person gets hurt, that he can't not uh, allow his heart to get hurt. His heart is not in his control. So his heart will feel that pain. Malice is a different thing. Malice is to wish ill for the person. Now we got hurt and then we forgave it also. We forgave it, but that hurt can still remain. The hurt can remain. Sometimes something comes to mind again and a person feels that pain. That that relative said this to me or sometimes my parent did this to me or my sibling did that. That can still bring about some hurt when that thought comes. But the one thing there is not to dwell on that thought, to immediately say, but Allah Ta'ala has now given me the tawfiq to now move past that. I should not dwell upon it now. But that chapter is closed, let me close it and carry on with life. But the other thing is that a person due to that hurt now starts wishing ill for the next person. This person did this to me or said this to me, I wish now something happens to him. While he's walking, I hope now that the banana peel is now just right in the right place. He's walking there, I hope he slips and breaks his head. Now we're wishing that kind of thing for the person. That person now is going to get married. Na'uzubillah, we're wishing, I hope that it doesn't work out. Na'uzubillah, what a terrible thought. What a terrible thing to think about. Somebody is starting off a business now, wishing it fails. Na'uzubillah, what a terrible thing to think about. Or somebody is now... Uh, Whatever the issue might have happened, we're wishing some calamity must come on that person. I hope this person gets sick. What kind of thought can this be? Now, this is malice. Wishing ill for the next person. Wishing harm for the next person. That is such a serious crime in the sight of Allah Ta'ala that on such a Mubarak occasion,
an occasion where such rahmat of Allah Ta'ala has been showered and yet this person is not going to be invited now we want to get invited for all small small functions and if we don't get invited we feel hurt about it we feel offended we may not say anything but ask our hearts that cousin of ours got married and didn't invite us ask our hearts did we feel offended or not we shouldn't be offended but we feel offended now in all these things we feel offended but when it comes to the invitation that Allah Ta'ala is extending but we are not being conscious about it we are not concerned what a terrible thing this is we should be wanting to be part of that invitation list and in order to be part of that invitation list we have to now clear out these barriers from our life now not waiting for then and many a times there is no point in going into who is right and who is wrong because it will never sometimes get resolved that who is right and who is wrong that is such a debatable thing sometimes each one has got their own perspective there is no third party as a witness and each one got their own understanding of it and each one believes they are 100% right how is that going to ever come to an end so now it's time to now pass that now and say okay whoever is right whoever is wrong please maybe I made a mistake it doesn't lose us anything doesn't cause us any harm to say maybe I was the wrong one maybe I don't know perhaps okay my mistake so therefore please forgive me and clear our hearts out of any malice we make the call we make that take that first step to let the past be the past bury it and to move positively forward in this way we will get the great mercy of Allah Ta'ala for ourselves we will see the barakat in our life our families will also enjoy this barakat and this will become a means of great benefit for us in dunya the biggest thing is it will become the benefit for us in akhirat and we will earn the pleasure of Allah Ta'ala so now we want to be on this invitation list we need to now make this effort we need to move forward so we should take this time to reflect we spoke about three things today parents, family ties and keeping the heart clean of malice let us take some time now two three minutes we will sit down we won't move we'll sit down remain seated take one pen and page and even write down some point that who i need to sort out my issues with meaning men the ties with just clear the matter up by asking for forgiveness saying doesn't matter whatever it is let us move past what i need to do how i need to clean my heart out of any malice if I'm feeling this malice for somebody, let me now make a lot of dua for the person, for barakat in that person's life, health, wealth, everything, so that my heart gets clean out of this malice, and that firm resolution that I'm going to be obedient to my parents, I will not disrespect them in any way, I will be respectful to them, if they are erring in something, they are crossing the line somewhere, if I can in a nice way, bring it to their attention without being rude, without just in a roundabout way, so that they may understand that okay they have maybe overstepped the mark but if that is not possible I will make sabr but I will not cross the bounds of respect I will not be disobedient May Allah tabarak wa ta'ala give us the tawfiq wa akhiru da'wana and alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen Allahumma laka alhamdu kulluhu wa laka shukru kulluhu Allahumma la nuhsi thana'an alayk anta kama athnita ala nafsik Jazallahu anna nabiyyana muhammadan sallallahu alayhi wa sallam bima huwa ahlu ربنا ظلمنا أنفسنا وإن لم تغفر لنا وترحمنا لنكوننا من الخاسرين 
اللهم افتح لنا بالخير واختم لنا بالخير واجعل عواقب امورنا بالخير بيدك الخير انك على كل شيء قدير اللهم الف بين قلوبنا اللهم الف بين قلوبنا اللهم الف بين قلوبنا واصلح ذات بيننا واهدنا سبل السلام ونجنا من الظلمات الى النور وجنبنا الفواحش ما ظهر منها وما بطن وبارك لنا في اسماعنا وابصارنا وقلوبنا وازواجنا وذرياتنا وتب علينا انك انت التواب الرحيم واجعلنا شاكرين لنعمتك مثنين بها قابليها واتمها علينا اللهم انا نسالك من خير ما سالك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم ونعوذ بك من شر ما استعاذك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم انت المستعان وعليك البلاغ ولا حول ولا قوه الا بالله العلي العظيم وصلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه سيدنا محمد واله وصحبه اجمعين والحمد لله رب